This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are kicking off season two of the Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty podcast. And season one, just as a recap for those who have not listened to any episodes in season one, we wanted to help church leaders and uh, and really just disciple makers. You know, whether you're a church leader or not, we wanted to help you in the process of making disciples to return to what Jesus has taught us to do, his model and his method for making disciples. And so we've got 100 plus podcasts on that topic. And, and there's a lot of content. And we're very excited about that. We still are 100% excited about it. We even wrote a book that summarized and really encapsulated all of the key points of that first season uh, in our book, Replicate. And, uh, and the beauty of that is you can listen to all those podcasts and then you have that resource that you can work with if you're trying to make disciples in your own context. But what we wanted to do with season two and Pastor, you can speak into this. What we wanted to do with season two is flip the script a little bit and begin to show those listening what it's like to disciple a group, what kind of content uh, we move through as we are making disciples, helping people that we lead understand who Jesus is, um, understanding the Bible in a greater way. So we're going to, it's going to be a lot more in depth. Uh, talk a little bit about what your plan is for this season of making disciples with Robert. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the intro. Yeah. I think, uh, and just to, just to kind of give a caveat season one, uh, some people think is that 12 episodes, 15 episodes, it was two years and two months to be exact. <laughs> So, it was quite a long uh, season. <laughs> that's why the book is so long. The Replicate book is like 300 pages almost right. because there's just so much there. But here's what we realized. Uh, to make disciples, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe mm. all that I have commanded you. And so here, here's the thing you got to realize. If you want to be a disciple, a disciple is growing into the image of Jesus and to know what Jesus did and how Jesus loved and how Jesus talked and thought, then we need to learn and know who Jesus is. So mm. this whole podcast is going to be very different. We're basically going to walk through the Jewishness of Jesus, okay? Mm -hmm. The, the Hebraic um, culture and context of the New Testament that many Western American Christians or even Christians in general today have either forgotten or never understood in the first place. So right. um, what we're going to do is just take the Bible systematically, uh, in a sense, through chronologically through the Gospels, and we're just going to walk through the New Testament Gospels, and that'll be season two. And again, it's not going to be in a couple weeks. This may be years, but the good thing is when you leave this study, or if you stick with it every week, I will guarantee Two things. Number one, you're going to learn something just about every week, I hope, that you've never heard before. Yeah. Is that accurate, Chris? Um, I know I, I learn something every time we have these conversations, and I've been in them quite a bit. So it's either because I'm not listening well or because there's a lot to learn. <laughs> I, I still mean, have a lot to keep, learn. You got to keep listening. Well, well, and it's things I've learned, and I went to school for preaching and teaching and theology, and I didn't learn much of this in school 
because frankly, what's the, okay. So what's the problem, Chris? Why have we forgotten Jesus? Yeah, I think, sure. And I, and I think this is a great place to start. I was thinking about this, this morning when we were, when we uh, had this new vision for how we wanted to do the podcast. And for those who left off on a cliffhanger, because remember we, we ended the podcast by saying we're doing something new and we really didn't explain what, um, one of the challenges I think we have is we in, in America specifically, but really probably anywhere is we come to Christ in a certain context and it contextualizes who Jesus is, what the church is all about and what the Christian life looks like. And for some of us, we get into a, con, uh, into a context that we can actually be, you know, very healthy. Be, we were being fed. We were being shown what it means to be a disciple of Christ. In other contexts, it could be very unhealthy. You, you yeah. became a believer and thought, wow, it's like I've joined an MLM. It's like I've joined a organization that's just trying to turn me into a mule to sell more product, you know, uh, or maybe you got into a context where the, the theology was just wrong. And, and yeah. you're, you were trying to live out what it meant. Uh, one, one person I look up to uh, quite a bit in ministry um, is Matt Chandler. And he shares his testimony. It's very similar to my testimony. When I became a believer, um, the main thing that was being taught to us and the main highlight of being a, a Christian was not watching certain things, not listening to certain things, and not doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of those three uh, criteria, you were holy or not holy. You were a Christian or not a Christian. You were doing what Jesus said or you weren't doing what Jesus said. And so it's taken years to, to remove that wrong theology from my mindset and how I, instead of being a Pharisee, being an actual disciple of Christ. And so the challenges I face now later in life as a believer is I'm constantly, you know, that undercurrent of that theology always permeates my life. Every time I make a decision, every time I I think of how to react and respond. And so it's a constant battle that Jesus is doing in my life to sanctify me, to show me that even that view of theology is wrong. And it's not going to be very fruitful in my life. If I try to pursue perfection in how I live, versus pursuing Christ and who he is. And I think that's one of the key reasons we've got to have a podcast like this. Yeah. Well, and I would say, yeah, that's good. I would say that's where most Christians listening are. You're thinking, um, I have been told what to do and what not to do. And so you have a manual that you keep in your mind that you're going to follow. And what happens is when suffering comes or challenges come, your faith basically crumbles right before your eyes. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing I want you to get. This is what we're trying to do here. And you'll understand this better when we understand this. Because some are saying, why are you doing this? Why are you going to teach us about who Jesus really is? Why are you going to describe Jesus from a different angle or perspective? Okay, let me let me paint it this way. The way you understand a person, and the more you understand about Jesus, the person of Jesus, the more you're going to love him. Okay, so the mm. so for drawing a triangle, and maybe we can put this up, Jonathan, yeah. puts this up as an image on your. You know, what's cool about Apple is that uh, on the podcast iTunes, you can actually put PowerPoint or slide PowerPoint. That's how old I am. <laughs> Slides. They correct. Did you just slide. mention Apple and PowerPoint in the same sentence? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You can see how old I am. So <laughs> slide. <laughs> slides yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna stick with the bible slides uh with with images for you to see okay and here's the image i want you to get in your mind at the top of the triangle is the word no the more you know about a person particularly jesus 
the more at the bottom right, you'll love him. The bottom right of the triangle is love. The more you know him, you love him. And the more you love him, then the more you're going to obey him. Okay. So right. if you have a problem with obedience right now, and you have a problem with following Jesus, the question is, you may not know him. Mm. Because when you truly know him and you truly love him, you obey him. But here's the cool thing. Jesus says, those who obey me, I will manifest myself to them. Hmm. So then it goes back to the top of the triangle. It's, it's a reciprocal movement. And so now when you obey him, God begins to show you that you know him more and he manifests himself to him. And therefore you want to love him more and therefore you want to obey him more. Here's the thing I want to ponder before we go into the break. Here's the question. When God wanted to describe how we should live, how we should love, how we should think, and how we should act, he didn't send Jesus to the world with a manual. Hmm. He sent Jesus to the world as a man. Hmm. I think about That's that. Good. He didn't give us a systematic treatise on how to live that dropped from heaven. He could have. It would have been a holy book. People would have photocopied it on stones back then and with bricks. You know, I mean, that's what it would have happened. But he didn't do that. When God wanted to teach us how to live, he sent himself in the form of a man and the man Jesus is who we want to model. Yeah. And, and, and it's with that in mind that we want to press into this new season and uh, just can, just so you'll know how we expect this to be used as one edification for yourself, but two, as a model for how you can walk others through the discipleship process and how you as a disciple can be, discipled. So uh, who is this podcast for now? I would say it's kind of expanded beyond everyone who's been listening and then any believer who just wants to understand more about their faith and how to disciple others as they walk through that process with them. Uh, we're we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back on the other side and begin to dive in into Jesus himself and some specific things that I think you'll find interesting. <laughs> As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. Through the years, our understanding of Jesus has been shaped by different cultural influences. And many Christians have forgotten that Jesus was a Jewish man living in a Jewish land, observing Jewish customs and investing his life into Jewish men and women. The topic today is about Jesus Christ and ultimately his context, his culture, Understanding those things are crucial by uncovering the teaching of the first and second century rabbis and Christian theologians. We're going to highlight little known Jewish idioms and traditions. Uh, Pastor Robbie is going to take you on a biblical journey to rediscover a forgotten Jesus from a biblical perspective. You can pick this book up. It's called The Forgotten Jesus by Robbie Gallaty. Anywhere you get books, it's on audio. Uh, it's an audio book. It is also on Kindle and, of course, in paperback. Uh, wherever books are sold, you can check it out. The Forgotten Jesus by Robbie Gallaty. And we're back, continuing to talk about uh, kind of this new approach 
to understanding the Bible. And I, and I say new, it's, it's kind of interesting that it's new, but it's really, really old. <laughs> so what's new today is, is, is something that we're rediscovering, looking back at what was originally understood and then kind of how we've twisted it, which leads me into uh, this, this question of how we want to start today, really uh, understanding where we're going. Jesus was a Jewish man. You know, when I became a believer, I, I guess I knew it. I knew that Jesus was Jewish in the sense that, you know, when you read the Bible, you start to see that, okay, this is his context. But other than that simple statement, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about it. I thought, you know, Jesus is, and uh, and I looked at the pictures on the wall. You got that one where Jesus is kind of looking up over the mountain off yonder. He's got the flowing blonde hair. He's got a nice tan, but he's absolutely white. And he's got that really nice looking beard, by the way. I mean, that beard is like pristine. Yeah. Um, and, and I looked at that picture and, and without even thinking, that's the image that was built up in my mind of who Jesus was. He looked like me, a much better version of me, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was fit yeah. and, and looking good and, 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 and just representing, I guess, what we would say is perfection um, in white America. And so when I looked at that, that's just the image I had. And, and so I didn't have an agenda in creating that in my mind. It's just what was visually around. And of course, because of my context, it made sense that, oh yeah, this is who Jesus is. Yep. And so when we ask the question, who was Jesus? Um, t- talk to us a little bit about why it's important that we know this and, uh, and why we're even diving into this in the first place. Yeah, I would say that that's the challenge with most people listening. And it was a challenge early on for me. Now, I hadn't had very limited experience of the Bible or understanding of the Bible. I was raised in a church growing up, but I was checked out. And like many people, I went to church as a duty. Uh, There was no relationship. So I didn't have a lot to unpack. Here's what I found. The more tradition and biblical understanding you have up to this point, it's harder for you to deconstruct and unpack some of these things because you've never been taught this angle of Jesus. So here's how I liken it. In this podcast, we're going to give you a different perspective of the same person. Okay. It's like, here's what I tell people. It's like, do you remember back in the day when, uh, do you remember black and white TVs, Chris? I do remember them. Now, I, I didn't watch them because they were before my time, but I do okay. remember seeing some, like, there was a channel that showed retro TV shows. And I watched it all the time because okay. I love those old shows, but they were all black and white. Okay. Yeah. Well, we actually had an old black and white TV at home growing up. Uh, and so I've seen black and white. Now, I remember when color came out for the first time, you know, we were younger and you, you or some listening will know this, and you compare color to black and white. Okay. It's the same image. It's just in a different uh, light. You see it with a different perspective right now. Compare that first color television to 4k high definition today television. Is there going to be a difference? Hmm. Yeah. A a big difference. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of there. In fact, you couldn't watch the old television with the new television on the wall if you had a choice because it's more vivid, the colors are more vibrant, you see depth in perception, it's three-dimensional. That's what the Jewishness of Jesus is going to do for your Christian life. You're mm-hmm. going to see Jesus in a whole new light, the yeah. same person from a different perspective, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to enrich your faith, it's going to give you uh, an excitement for the Word, you're going to start mm-hmm. seeing things in the Bible you've never seen before. Okay, so but- how did I get here? 
Well, before you tell us how you got here, I want to make one uh, additional okay. statement to that. I remember the first time I watched high-definition football, and uh, the screen looked weird. I could see the grass. Like, instead of just being green, it was like actual grass or turf. Waves, yeah. I could see, you know, on the people's faces, I thought I could see the blemishes now on the faces of the people talking. And I just remember thinking, I don't know if I like this. It's mm. almost too clear. Yeah. And so I think that also translates to when we start to look at who Jesus really is. Yes, we get the clearer picture, but because of our traditional hearts, That's good. sometimes it's difficult when we see things we don't exactly want to see and apply those newly to our life. Yeah. And, and again, yeah, it, it's, there's a little bit of a learning curve here. And uh, there's a season where you're going to be um, uneasy about it, I will just say. So you just got to hang in there. Uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about in the days ahead. Okay, how did I get here? Because how did a uh, grown uh, Roman Catholic young boy, South Louisiana, half Italian, very religious Catholic growing up, okay, was very religious in the Catholic Church, got radically saved at 26 years old, became a Christian, and immediately went to seminary one year later. And that's when I was introduced to the Jewishness of Jesus. And like you, Chris, I thought... Jesus was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Western American surfer dude, right? Because that's what we saw in the pictures. And I saw the movies, yeah. right? So that's what I saw, and that's what you saw. But right. someone told me Jesus was a dark-skinned Middle Eastern rabbi hmm. who was a Jewish man, lived in a Jewish world, understood Jewish geography, understood Jewish customs, lived by Jewish practices, and was fluent in a Jewish book the Old Testament. And by the way, we'll talk about this next week, but right. the Old Testament, just the name, the Old Testament, hmm. uh, subtly brings up uh, nuances that we're not even aware of uh, in our mind. But So here I was, I was studying the Jewishness of Jesus. And one of the things, let me just give this disclaimer before we start. The Jewishness of Jesus and the Hebraic Roots movement is not always conservative at times and not always um, uh, I'll just say conservative. It's just not all, all conservative. And so what you have to do is when you're reading through some of these resources and studying this, you have to do what we used to do in South Louisiana when we would eat seafood. Okay. Mm. Chris, you like seafood? Not really. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I like, here's the thing I like fried shrimp, but then I discovered really what I like is fried you just like the fried part. I like the yeah. fried. Yeah, yeah. So the shrimp, shrimp means you know, whatever. Yeah. Chicken, shrimp, same thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a uh, seafood lover. And one of the things I love is a good, uh, a good filet of fish. Uh, and in Louisiana, sometimes you can get the whole fish. They'll just put the whole fish on the plate. Now, that's great. The problem is a lot of work. Why? Because you have to eat the fish without what? Uh, eating the bones. Yeah, choking on the bones, okay? Right. When you're studying the Jewish roots movement or the Hebraicness of Jesus or the fact that Jesus was a Jewish man, you're going to come up in contact with a lot of bones. Mm -hmm. And so you need to make sure you don't swallow one of the bones or choke on one of the bones. What do I mean is this, okay? Let right. me finish with this and we'll move the second part to next week. Yes. I was at a conference for the second year in a row with a man that I will not name. He's a, he's a good guy on a lot of things. I mean, he is solid on a lot of things. And I've studied his books, and some of you may know him if I mention his name. And uh, I was at the second year conference. It was a Hebraic Roots conference talking about the law and Jesus and uh, Paul as a, as a Pharisee, Jesus as a rabbi. And so 
we're into the conference. I'd driven from Louisiana to Texas. My wife was with my family. I get to the conference about two hours in, paid like $200 for this conference, all excited. He makes this statement right before a break. Somebody says, well, it seems like there is contrary thoughts in Mark and Luke. You know, Mark says this, Luke says this. And he makes this statement. You don't actually believe the Bible is without error, do you? Oh, boy. And I, uh, so I, Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, boy. I perked oh, up. Oh, man. He said, we don't even know if the Bible's really the account of Jesus. We don't even know if this is actually what Jesus said or what man said. And, man, we don't even know if the, And so don't worry about those contradictions. There's contradictions all through the Bible. Don't worry about that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. is right. So I called candy after the break. I said, well, I'll be coming home early. She said, what are you talking about? I said, this, guy, I don't even know if this guy believes the Bible is inerrant, infallible, sufficient, uh, much more than a history book or, or a philosophy book. So that's what I'm talking about. You have to be aware that some of these Jewish scholars, rabbis, sages, even American pastors, they can get off on a tangent Start well, get off on a tangent. One we know well is a guy named Rob Bell. And Rob Bell started really good at once. You know, he had a lot of insight and he was making some connections, but he got to the place where he questioned the Bible and he said hell was not a real place. So that's where you have to be careful. You can get to this point in life where you just start making up your own presuppositions and ideas of what the Bible is. And that is never a good idea. (laughs) I don't think so. It's probably not the best. Well, this has been a great uh, starter to the new podcast we're excited about. I want to thank you for listening today. Uh, I know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts. Can you believe it? And uh, we appreciate you choosing to listen to ours. You can check out the show notes for this episode on our website, replicate.org. And next week, we are going to discuss why you've never heard any of this before. Why is this new? Why is this something that is... Uh, is new to us, this Jewish stuff. We'll elaborate a little bit more on the Jewishness of Jesus, and uh, and we're going to talk about some of those things. You can check us out on Twitter at Replicate Men. That's M-I-N, short for ministries, Replicate Men. On Facebook, Replicate Ministries. And uh, as always, if you would not mind, subscribe to the podcast. We want you to get this every week. Share the podcast. Tell a friend about it and rate or review the podcast. We appreciate your support now and look forward to uh, continuing to walk through Jesus's life together. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.